Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World and for Midday of Madness and yet another day of madness for Midday of Madness. We're about to get to your calls. Obviously, we'll take your calls for the next three hours. St Kilda have sacked Brett Ratton three and a half years at the helm as coach of the St Kilda Football Club. A heap to get to, almost too much to get to, too little time. What we do want to get to is I want to get back to the press conference. So we played you the first half of the press conference live. We're about to get back there, but we will take your calls very shortly once we've been able to go through the rest of the press conference and you've had a chance to hear it. So we want to bring you that so you've got the opportunity to assess how you think the whole thing was explained. That number, by the way, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. the open line for Werribee Kia, awarded the prestigious National Kia Car Dealer of the Year Award. Werribee Kia, where else? We'll take your calls shortly. Send through your texts in the meantime as well. 0433981116 on the 40 Winks Temper text. And I'll read out a heap of your texts very shortly. The bizarre part of the press conference to me so far is that they won't tell us what the review findings were. So we don't know why they made this decision because they wouldn't tell us what the findings were and they won't tell us what characteristics they need in a new coach. Um, They told us a little bit, but I don't think enough. But we'll go to your calls on it once we hear the second half of the press conference. So let's go there now. It was early a period from when you committed to him and he signed a contract. Did you commit to him too early given the start of the season? Look, again, hindsight's wonderful in this. And if you crystal ball it, I guess the answer to your question is yes. You know, being in the club and understanding that um, at the start of the year, we could have decided to make a decision then, but we worked with Brett on assuring him we'd do it mid-year. And to be fair, um, the performance of the club was pretty strong at the mid-year and he deserved the chance to prove he could be the long-term coach of the club and to be given that certainty at that time. It also gave our players the certainty for the remainder of the year to go ahead and try and make finals. I understand and acknowledge now that didn't occur, We also acknowledge that because it didn't occur, we went and did our work on what this club needs. And that means a change. That's harsh on Brett, but it's the right thing for the club. We can't look back on that. And as as Andrew just said, we will take responsibility for the fact we've had to make a decision not long after an original one, but we do so for the best interest of the club. Was Brett given the best opportunity to have success this week? Was he given every chance to have success? Look, this is the hard thing. I'm going to be frank. Given there's a bunch of things that we need to do better in our program, you know, we can't look back and say that Brett was absolutely set up for success. I can't say that with honesty. Um, I need to adjust for that and take that into account. That makes this decision even harsher. But we still felt, taking that into account, 
that, even with a better setup around him, we felt there were coaches potentially with different characteristics that gave us a far greater chance of being successful. And that's a, and as well as different voices, that's a harsh decision to make. And it's a, it's one that involves all sorts of, um, all sorts of speculation. But you know, I won't pretend that Brett was given every opportunity to be the best coach he could be. But the alternative was to go ahead. Um, with our strong doubts, fail next year and lose the season, we felt that risk was too great, as harsh as that decision is. Obviously, Brett's uh, not in the press conference, I understand why. He might have lose the statement, but how did he receive the news last night? Brett, as you well know, received it with the dignity and class you'd expect him to. He was very disappointed. He wants to coach the club. So we'll take you back to that press conference very, very shortly. St Kilda, obviously, as a club recently, they've been average, they've been mediocre. I said yesterday there were 11 teams that can win the flag next year. St Kilda wasn't one of the 11 that I thought could win the flag next year. Uh, the Saints finished 10th this year. Port Adelaide finished 11th, for example. And during the trade period, Port recruited themselves ahead of the Saints. They recruited themselves back into the premiership window. Saints couldn't get any of the fish available in the trade period, uh, couldn't get the big one. Jordan Degoe couldn't get any little fish as well. So essentially, they lost another fight. They just about, well, they were one of the clubs that were fighting for the wooden spoon of the trade period, really. They've missed the eight the last two years under Brett Ratton. They won just three of their last 11 games last year, and they haven't improved their list. So every chance the Saints were going to be uh, a mediocre, mediocre average club again next season. So I obviously thought they needed to make a change. So should we actually be surprised? Um, that's the issue we're facing right now. Should we be surprised by this? A lot of people are surprised because Brett Ratton seems like he's a really great, lovely guy, people person, cares, time for everybody, time for the media. But they obviously have something in their knowledge base, the Saints that they know that we don't know and won't reveal to us because they're not going to reveal the review findings for another couple of days, which is bizarre to me. If you're going to make a decision like this, then reveal to us the reasons why and the reasons why you reacted to those things that the review told you to react to. They won't tell us the characteristics of the new coach they need. We'll discuss with you very shortly what kind of new coach they need as well. I think the link to the press conference has dropped down, so we'll try and bring you a little bit more of that press conference shortly. But the bottom line is the lines are open. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'll go to a break. Come back to your calls and your texts, and we'll take your calls for the next three hours on Dwayne's World and Midday Madness. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Keep your text coming through on the 40 Winks Tampa text 0433981116. 40 Winks, get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. Brett Ratton and the St Kilda Football Club have parted company. Big surprise to a lot of people and we'll take your calls on it very shortly. A couple of texts. It's probably the right call, but the information clubs provide on big decisions is not up to scratch for the money their members pay. And I agree with that. I mean, give us an explanation. You've had the review, you've sacked your coach, give us the explanation as to why. Don't go to the press conference and tell us, oh, we're going to tell you that in two days. I mean, to me, that, I, that would annoy the hell out of me if I'm a St Kilda supporter. And if I'm a St Kilda member who pays my membership, oh, we're sacking the coach, but we're not telling you yet. 
Exactly. Well, we'll tell you in a couple of days. Uh, we might wait for the dust to settle and see if you go on holidays and maybe you've even forgot about it by then. Uh, another one here, I agree with the decision to let Bratton go. But if this review is serious, then Lethleen should step down as well. There's a few, been a few coming at Simon Lethleen on the text as well. He will continue as St Kilda CEO. Jeff Walsh is going to become the general manager of football. Andrew Bassett, the St Kilda president, uh, was the man who faced the press conference. I'll play a little bit more of what Andrew Bassett had to say very shortly. Uh, hi, Dwayne. So fitting the Saints' announcement of Rat and sacking is after the trade period. I'm pretty sure a few players would have asked to be traded. Your thoughts, Jason, in Perth? Well, a few of the players would have asked the question, what in the hell's going on with our club? You know, I'm supposed to give my heart and soul, bleed and sweat and fight my guts out for this place. And I'm told that everything's going right and we're on track and we sign our coach long-term and then all of a sudden he's not there. Um, and look, I'll read a hip out before we come to your calls. These club presses are all the same. High character and quality person did a great job for us, which begs the question, uh, why did you sack him? Uh, Pipe, why even bother with long contracts anymore? Players and coaching staff should sign year on year. Well, if you're a club like St Kilda, if you've got a big debt and you're being helped by the AFL then the situation is such that you uh, are able, to, I think, to move your coach on with only a six-month payout, even though he's maybe got two or three years left on his contract. Uh, Dwayne, at the start of the year, Hinckley and Jew were probably the ones in the gun. Who would have thought Ratton, Cameron, Truck and Noble would go? Four other coaches, blimey, Phil, in Abbotsford. So many texts coming through. OK, your calls for the next two and a half hours. Pete and Berwick, you got a thought on the Saints. Welcome to you, Pete. Okay, uh, Dwayne, how are you? Good, thank you. Mate, that Leslie, mate, he's an amateur. He, he would actually fit him well at Essendon. You know, and you also got Walsh doing a review and he ends up in a job. Appreciate your call, Pete. Um, 1-300-736-736 is the number. There's a few asking that question as well as to what's going to happen next. Dwayne's worked for Kogan Mobile, by the way. Make the call. Switch to Kogan Mobile and for Brick Lane Brewing for lovers and makers of great beer. I mentioned a few of the things that were said today. Here is, uh, if you missed Andrew Bassett's opening, I'll play a little bit of that as well. I'll also play you whether Ratton has lost the players. Simon Lethleen addressed that. And I'll also talk to uh, play a little bit of um, what Lethleen said about the next, the next coach thereafter. He wouldn't give much away as to what characteristics they'd need in the next coach. And I think that's something we need to hear pretty quickly as well. Uh, Laurie and Bacchus Marsh, welcome to you, Laurie. Hello there. Yes, uh, I'm just calling in regards to sacking of Brett Ratton. Uh, he was good at being at Carlton and, and Geelong support. I followed two teams, but um, he, he was good at Carlton a few years ago and they sacked him. And now he hasn't gone too bad at St Kilda. They haven't, you know, won a grand final, but he hasn't gone too bad. And, and they're sacking him. I reckon the coach should sack himself too, mate, for underperforming as well. Thanks for your call, Laurie. Fred in Caulfield. We'll race through as many as we can. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Fred, welcome to you. Hey, Dwayne. I'm just looking at champion data's rankings here, and they've got St Kilda as the 14th best defence, list management-wise. 16th best midfield and 12th best forward line. So I, I just don't understand what they expected from Ratton more. I think actually he did reasonably his win-loss record. And I am amazed that they didn't make any comments about the playing list and uh, if it's good enough to get to where they want to get to. 
Well, that's the thing. Are they going to go? Are you going to go to the draft now, Fred? Is that the issue? Is, are they going to do what Hawthorne's essentially done and said, okay, well, we've just got to get a whole heap of new kids in? Because what we've seen is, and I'm, I mentioned it yesterday, 11 teams, I think, can win the flag next year because there's 11 teams that improved during the trade period. They improved their position as to where they think they are in the premiership window and they improved their list so they can have a crack at a flag next year. Now, if you're not in that 11, then where are you at? What are you doing? You can't just hover mid-ladder. You can't just finish 10th last year, 10th the year before, and be happy to finish 10th again next year. To me, Fred, you've got a list right now that is bound for 10th, if not worse, next year, because you, a lot of the teams, or every team that finished above you have gotten better over the trade period, and a few of the teams that finished below you look like they've improved a bit, Fred. Uh, I completely agree. It just begs the question why they didn't do something similar to Hawthorne if this was consistent mm. with their review that they need to change. Almost too late now, Fred, even though they did maybe have a couple of players that they were considering um, trading. Hey, appreciate your call. Hey, i got a heap of stuff to give away today, so I better start giving it away. Um, and i got something special for you, by the way. Um, you've got a, a bottle of Buffalo Trace bourbon whiskey. Right now, if you spend over $100 on any Buffalo Trace product at hairydog.com.au, you could win a bottle of 20-year-old Pappy Van Winkle, which is valued at over $2,500. Got a heap of stuff to give away, including... A few more of those to give away as well. So uh, thanks for jumping on the line and for holding for a little while, Fred in Caulfield. I appreciate it. Aaron in Glen Iris, you want to talk Saints? Welcome to you, Aaron. Hi, mate. I'm, I'm a pie supporter, and I reckon St. Kilda have said enough's enough. Wherever Swan has gone, he has got success. So they've made a really tough call, and I know St. Kilda supporters are thinking, what's going, with our, what's going on with our club? But I reckon they've gone in and said enough's enough. We want, to get this, we want to get this team up and running, and they've made a really hard call. And I, pay, like, I reckon they've done the right thing, to be honest. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, Aaron, it's, to me, when I look at it on the surface, and I think that I don't think they should continue to be mediocre. Saints have been mediocre for too long. They've, they've, and it's not the people that are at the, the St Kilda Football Club now's fault that they've been mediocre for you know, 70, 80 years and only won one flag. But they have been mediocre recently. And you can't continue to just be mediocre, I don't think. You can't just be the vanilla team who finishes 10th, 11th, 12th again next year after finishing 10th last year, after finishing 10th the year before. So I think something had to change. So I'm agreeing with that. But explain to us what the review said about why you haven't got that opportunity to change. What, what is wrong with your list? What is wrong with your football department? What are the things that the review have told us? So when you do make a, 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 a big decision like this to set your coach, Aaron, there is an explanation that comes forward that St Kilda fans, St Kilda members say, actually, you know what? You're right. We've been mediocre for too long and something had to give. Absolutely. Totally get that. Totally get that. But I'm guessing there's a long... There's a long line of things they have to come across to the members, and I'm guessing they want to make sure they get it right this time. Yeah, well, maybe they... And going to the draft might be the only avenue now because you don't have the list to... And you didn't get the trade period you wanted to go forward. If you got Dugowie, if you had a good trade period, you might have been one of those teams that moved into the premiership window, moved into contention from out of contention. But unfortunately, it was a dead trade period for St Kilda, so they didn't move into contention... And now you're almost compelled to do a 
uh, Hawthorne. Do what, do what the Hawks are doing. Do what the Giants are doing and go back to the draft. I mean, the Giants have got four picks in the top 20 coming up. So they've realised where their list is at. They're not going to win the flag right now. They need to regenerate. So they went and got picks 1, 15, 18 and 19. And they specifically targeted pick 1 because they believe they can get Cadman, who is a key position player for them. So in essence, they went into the, dra- into the trade period and are going to the draft with a plan because they recognise where their list is at. What's St Kilda's plan? Thanks for your call, Aaron. Great to have you on the line. Laurie in Broadford. Welcome to you, Laurie. Yeah, good afternoon, Wayne. Thanks for taking the call. Um, Dwayne, I was just, uh, you know, talking to a mate of mine over in Tasmania yesterday and uh, I was also listening to the radio yesterday about how to prepare these young blokes from Tasmania to come into the AFL. And, and I remember back, and he said the same thing when, when I was playing in the uh, country in New South Wales, that we always had an ex-VFL player as a coach and that VFL player could instill us with all the modern ideas of coaching and prepare us for, you know, the better standards of football in the VFL back then. And I just thought, we both thought, you know, wouldn't it be fantastic if uh, the AFL could send or part, you know, subsidise some ex-AFL players to coach in Tasmania? Like, there's only seven sides over there in the State League. Uh, What a wonderful opportunity for the young blokes to, you know be coached by these fellas and I remember back uh, the VFL players we got in the Riverina you know, the people idolised them and and they just listened to every word they possibly said and uh, just improved Mm. us out of sight you know, but uh, I just thought, you know, if I know there's not not a lot of money around Tasmania, but if the AFL could subsidise half the coaching fee and the clubs the other half I just think it would be fantastic for those young blokes over there. They don't have to move interstate. They're being coached and they've got the ideas and the and the and all the uh, reasoning for training to get to that standard. You know, I just think it would be a great idea if somebody yeah. could push it, you know. Laurie, I love the idea. I mean, the, the theory is, could you go and get, could the AFL pay Joel Selwood uh, $200,000 to, to start being a development person in Tasmania and do some coaching down there because the kids would eat out of the palm of his hand. Uh, you might have that opportunity with Jack Rewalt in a year's time, given that he's a Tasmanian and he's probably got one more year of football left. Could the AFL subsidise Jack Rewalt to go down there and coach your team for a year? I like the idea, Laurie. It's got a lot of merit as opposed to just having a lot of these kids come through cold. And that's the beauty of the Swans Academy. That's what the Swans Academy does. It gets these kids in New South Wales at the age of 13, 14, 15. They come and be part of the Sydney way, they meet John Longmire, they get involved uh, with the coaching staff like Brett Kirk, um, Josh Kennedy, they get to understand what the Bloods culture is all about and that's something that Tasmania should look into because it works and it works brilliantly for the Swans. Hey, great to have you call. Appreciate you jumping on to make that point. Um, Sarah in Montmorency wants to talk Saints. Welcome to you, Sarah. Great to have you on the line as we head back to your calls. In fact, Sarah, we'll just get you to hold for a second. We'll come to you very shortly. Um, 1-300-736-736. Heap of callers on the line. Pedro and Parand, Mark on the Limestone Coast, Sarah in Montmorency, Brad in Tasmania, John in Canberra, and Dave in Melton. I know you're all there. We will come to you on the day that St Kilda told the world they'd moved on from Brett Ratton. They sacked their coach after three and a half seasons at the helm and a 50% win-loss ratio after the past two seasons being 10th and 10th after they finished fifth under Brett Ratton 
under Brett Ratton the previous year. They've moved on from Brett Ratton. They haven't told us what the review told them and why they made that decision to move on. And they haven't told us who their new coach might be or who might even, even be in the frame for an interview. You know, is Ross Lyon in the frame? That's come through on the text. Uh, maybe a snowflakes chance in Hill. He'll come back. Uh, Adam Uze, uh, Leon Cameron, Don Pipe, Mark Williams. Who knows? Nathan Buckley gets a call. All that to be discussed. Great to have your company for Dwayne's World. We're going to take a quick break for news. Still a heap of stuff to give away as well during the course of the afternoon. Dwayne's World for Kogan Mobile. Make the call. Switch to Kogan Mobile. And for Brick Lane Brewing for lovers and makers of great beer. And that open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. Awarded the prestigious National Kia Car Dealer of the Year Award. Werribee Kia. Where else? Always great to have your company for Dwayne's Voice. Straight back to your calls for Midday Madness. Sarah in Montmorency. Welcome to you, Sarah. Thanks for holding. Hi, Dwayne. Hi, Dwayne. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've, been a, I've been a Saints member for 25 of my 31 years. And I'm, I'm really caught between two schools of thought with this news of Brett Ratton. I, I agree with the point that you made just before the break about... Uh, having to make a choice or choices that oppose the mediocrity that the club has, has exposed itself to for the last arguably 50, 60 years. That being said, I, I really feel for the person behind this story. Brett Ratton was sacked from Carlton 11 months after signing with them uh, and now has been sacked by us all of two months, uh, of, of, I think two months uh, after signing with us. Yeah. I think that the change, the change needs to be organisational. It's, I understand that there's a figurehead, a head has to roll when it comes to change, but I think the organisation has a lot to answer for in terms of the decision-making. I'm, I'm desperate for success like any St Kilda supporter is. And that's why, I, in some ways, I support the club making a difficult decision, a radical decision if they feel it needs to be made. But... I agree with your point about timing. What have we done in the trade period? If, even if we are going to the draft, you know, what picks do we have? We have pick nine and a, I think a pick in the mid-20s. Um, you know, the coach that we're going to go after, the, the process of recruiting coaches from other clubs like, like Essendon have done, like North Melbourne have done, that time's passed. So I'm with you. The big question I have out of all of this is what is the findings of this bloody review? Because... <laughs> As a member, a paying member for, like I said, the last 25 years and there are others that are paying longer than me, what's going on at this club? So we presume that you don't have a coach or they don't have a coach ready to go, Sarah. So let's play the hypothetical that they maybe have someone in mind. Would you be happy if it was a St Kilda person like a Robert Harvey coming home? I think for the club, someone who has bled for the club before, especially someone like Robert Harvey, I think Kilda person would be would be brilliant, and I would support that. I just I just don't know the direction that we're headed now, and and as a member, as I said, I I'm curious as to where we see ourselves going from here. I'd be dumbfounded if we sacked Brett Ratton without the next person in mind or in line. Yeah, well, Lenny Hayes at the club. I can't see him being the senior coach, but having Lenny Hayes there, Robert Harvey there, but you're right about the senior coach and the assistant coach scenario. So Brendan Laid already took off. He's gone to the dog. So, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, Brendan saw the writing on the wall or um, realised there might have been some instability there. Some, some staff members are better at reading the instability than others, and uh, it's a bit like a footballer. You're better at reading the play than others. 
Um, but, gee, there are a lot of people who didn't read the play on this, and Brett Ratton might have been one who obviously didn't read the play, didn't see this coming. Hold the line, Sarah. Great to have the discussion with you. You've got a Signet Boost Power Bank coming your way, valued at $59.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered uh, 24-7. Brad in Tasmania, you want to talk Saints as well? Welcome to you, Brad. How you going, Dwayne? Yeah, good. Yeah, just like to um, thank Brent Rutten, uh, sorry, Brett Ratton, um, what he's gone through in the last uh, 24 hours, Cobber. Um, I think there needs to be more of a Cobber. Um, with a standby of it, what the club needs to look at itself, what's going on. As I've seen it through the Bombers, I've been supporting them for the last 38 years. The same thing with North Melbourne, Hawthorne, Brisbane. Now, as I said, Dwayne, and I'll, I'll tell you this, Cobber, as a CEO and a president, they're there to do a job. And I'll tell you this, mate, and my heart, I've been a Bombers supporter for 38 years. What it comes down to, mate, we're in the football club. It comes down to faith. Drive, direction, passion, respect, due diligence, and the love for the club, mate. If you're not there, what's the point of being there if you're being paid for the job? Appreciate your call, Brad, uh, and you put it in the nutshell rather nicely as we need to take a break. Mark of the Limestone Coast, Pedro Imperan, uh, we will come to you. Dave, I know you're on the line as well. one 300 It's been... Well, it's midday madness and it's been a morning of madness. St Kilda sacking Brett Ratton after three and a half seasons at the helm. A 50% win-loss ratio, 10th and 10th the last two seasons. A big surprise to a lot of people, including Brett Ratton himself. More next on Dwayne's World. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Straight back to your calls. Obviously, we're talking the Saints given there in the hunt for a new coach, and Brett Ratton now gone. Mark on the Limestone Coast is a regular. Welcome to you, Mark. Great to have you on. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, well, you already know that I'm a long-term St Kilda member, as is my wife, and uh, yeah, I'm so ropeable. I've I'm that angry. I've had to put a, I've had to put notes down on paper. I'm that I'm that flustered, if you know what I mean. I do. Um, uh, I think uh, all those involved in signing Brett Ratton 98 days ago, uh, they should be purged. They should be sacked or fall on their swords. Um, if they got Ratton wrong only 98 days ago, how can they honestly be involved in picking the next coach? I mean, they're, they're, they're self-admitted idiots. And David King is right on SEN. Um, they should fall on their swords. And as far as this review goes, uh, did any part of this review say to sack the coach the day after a lot of us members were billed in our bank accounts for the 2023 year? Did they? Did they have? Did they deliberately wait till after we were billed to do this? Uh, I'm I'm flabbergasted, absolutely flabbergasted. Um, so, you know, if that's Bassett needs to take a long, hard look at himself. Um, this isn't seek. This is the AFL. This is clubs where people put in their hard-earned money to support a club for decades. So he needs to have a long, hard look at himself and how he's handled this review. Maybe they should have a review on how the review was handled. Um, did this review? 
look at, it, at, at why for two years there was no head of football. Brett Ratton had no head of football. It was a shared role with no, no one taking responsibility for the football department. How was he meant to, to do a decent job with, uh, with no one uh, in the head of football, you know? Um, and then, let's actually look at, the, at the, the Lethley and Noble review, which finished weeks ago. I think it was touched at by one of the reporters. Did Jordan DeGoa or, or is um, Jordan DeGoa's manager know that Ratton was being sacked? Is that part of the reason why he said no? Or if he hadn't have known and come to the club, what the hell would he be thinking now? <laughs> Is it part of the reason why Gallagher did nothing? He did basically nothing at the trade period, right? Um, I think I spoke to you about having a look at, at Shacky. He was yep. saying we need tolls. Didn't even look at him. But anyway, I could go on and on. I just want yep. your opinion on those handful of things. No, Mark, Mark you, you know your club. That's the beauty of doing this show, to be honest. Sometimes it's better for me to just shut up and listen to people who know their club so well and have been watching it so closely for decades that uh, your points are pretty well made, Mark. And I, all I ask is, I know you're a football person, so I can tell that in four months' time, when the footy season starts, you'll be barracking for the Saints because you love your club. That's the bottom line. So um, whatever's happened now, uh, as upset as you are, you just love your club too much to give it up. So what, what do you want your club to do next then, Mark, if I can ask you that question before I head to the next call? Uh, is there a coach okay. or is there a way? Yeah, there is. Look, well, you can't, I, I can't, you can't unscramble the egg. Yep. This is just, um, I love your show because I can get on and have a good vent and then I can go off and have a coffee. Um, I, would be, I would be looking at um, oh, the Brisbane player with the red hair. He's coaching at um, Lepich. Yep. Lepich. So, yeah, let's put all the negativity aside. Let's uh, boot out the idiots. And uh, we need a coach. So let's look at Justin Lepich. He, uh, he, he was bouncing around Richmond, and now he's, look what he's done with, at Collingwood there. Yeah. And the other guy I'd look at would be Choco. Everyone says Choco. Choco is like, a bit like St Kilda, everyone's second favourite side. Choco is everyone's second favourite potential coach. You know, so I'd probably, yeah, Lepich or Choco, I'd be happy with. Yeah, thanks, you mate. Have a great day, eh? I appreciate your call, Mark, and I can hear your passion. And again, um, it is the beauty of this show. Sometimes it's just best for me to shut up because you know your clubs so well and you make your points so damn well. It doesn't really matter what I think. It's your club. You're the decision maker as to whether you buy a membership and go and park your backside in a seat next year and watch them. Take a break. You're with Dwayne's World. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Grab into your calls and your texts. A couple of texts that have come through. Uh, one here, uh, completely disagree with Mark Dwayne. Lepich was a wooden spoon coach at Brisbane. Can't coach. I think Andrew Bassett and Simon Lethlean are terrific for St Kilda. They are go-getters and make the hard decisions. They will appoint a great coach and deliver premiership success to St Kilda within the next three years. Go Saints. Barry from St Kilda. Now, there is an optimist. Uh, Pedro Peran, you there, Pedro? Yeah, g'day, Dwayne. Um, I just think the clubs are being a bit hypocritical when it comes to, to contracts. Um, on the one hand, uh, we've just come through a trade period where the clubs were complaining about 
um, player contracts being meaningless as players who are in contracts seek to, to move on to a different club. But on the other hand, when it comes to coaches' contracts, the clubs are making those contracts meaningless. Where We've got coaches like Ratton, Rutten and many others being moved on even though they are in contract. I think clubs are wanting to have it both ways uh, and I think it makes a, a, a very difficult and stressful environment for anyone to work in. Yeah, it does. That's the stressful environment that a football club has become. It's always kind of been that way. If you are as part of the AFL drip feed, if, you, if you've got a big debt, then you don't have to um, uh, pay a coach out the whole two years of his deal. So the way it is at the moment, Brett Ratton will probably get a six-month payout, and that's about it. That's what's able to be done. So it is a lot different. A player's got more security than that. You sign him up on a seven-year deal, he's got seven years of cash coming his way. It's not like, okay, we'll sack him now, and then you only have to pay him six months like you might have with a coach who's on a seven-year deal. Uh, Stevie Mulgrave, you there, Steve? Hello, mate. What do you got for us? Can you hear me? Yep. Just want to talk about... Just want to say... I don't know why everybody is so upset about Ratton getting sacked. He wasn't a good coach. I think that was pretty clear. He shows it week in, week out. He never outcoaches anybody. There's no selection integrity. You know what I mean? The players, he's coached four years now. The players don't turn up every second week. You know, we need to win a game against the Dogs, and the score's like 40 to 1 at quarter time. Yeah, I suppose it's just the method of the way it happens, Steve. If you'd have moved um, Brett Ratton on at the end of the year, if halfway through the year you didn't re-sign him, if halfway through the year said, well, you know, we're going to miss the eight and this is not good enough, we finished 10th last year, we're about to finish 10th again this year, so we're not re-signing Brett Ratton, then I think most people would understand, okay, well, they've moved on, but they made a decision to re-sign him. That's the... That's the weird part, Steve. How can you make a decision to re-sign a guy and give him a two-year extension and then say he's not worthy of it? Yeah, well, it was it was the second half of the year when mm. he, he wasn't happy with how fast we were moving the ball and he wanted us to slow it down more to the point where we, yeah. you know, were scoring 30 points a game. Don't re-sign well, him, then, Steve. Re-signed him by then. Yeah, don't do it. I mean, I've said that over and over again on this program. I can't believe it, uh, how many people, you know, I've said it to when they've caught up. And I said it to Jared Whateley on this program when I asked him the same question every week last year. Who do you want, Melbourne or the field? Things change during the course of seasons. Just because you've got a winning run going doesn't mean that the next four teams you play haven't actually scouted you so well. They know why you're winning and they've got a reason that they can actually stop you from winning because they know what's at the heart of your greatness and what's the heart of your weakness. And they can target both. They can bring your greatness down in one area and and minimise it. And that's what happened with Melbourne. And St Kilda, just because they had a little winning run going, just because they won, what, eight of their first 12 games or something, it doesn't mean that that's your season. Oh, we're, we're sorted. We're set. Sign this guy for the next three years. Things change. And, you know, you lose players through injury. So I, I was surprised mid-season. In fact, I'd like to play you a little bit of Nick Rewalt later on the program from um, Fox Footy. I'm sure Nick Rewalt questioned the decision or was at least questioning the coaching direction of the St Kilda Football Club uh, back when those decisions were made. Hey, appreciate your call, Steve. Ray and Ashwood, you there, Ray? Yep, I'm here. Um, as you know, I'm a pretty passionate Saints uh, member and supporter. Have been for over 40 years, as a lot of us have. Um, the decision to sack Ratton, 
I understand why it was done, and I think signing him at mid-year was the incorrect decision, obviously, because you should wait till the end of the year. And the club, to be honest, Andrew Bassett and Leflin did admit that was a mistake, and in the past, our committee would not have done that, or our president would not have done that. So, to me, that's a positive. I liked it, but hard decisions have to be made and we're, we've been noted for not making these decisions. We would have just kept the two years of Rappin's um, contract and if we hadn't done well, we would have just moseyed on and on. Sometimes you have to bite the bullet and do these sort of things and yeah, all right, we'll change direction midstream but if you're going to sack a coach, sack him at the start of the, mm. of the pre-season, before the players are back, we can get a new coach in, settle down, and hopefully um, get things get things going. I have another tack. I'm hoping this. I'm wrong here, but would it have anything to do with the Hawthorn saga? Because Rats was there when yeah. uh, all this was going on. Yeah, I, I think, and, I think it's, it's unfair to speculate in that direction, Ray. I think it's totally unfair to throw that one up there. And uh, if the St Kilda Football Club knew anything of that area today, it would have been incumbent on them to let that be known today, I think. So, no, I think uh, we're wasting our breath speculating in that area, and I think it's unfair to, to go in that direction, Ray. But I appreciate your call. Um, got a heap of stuff to give away during the next hour of the program, so make sure you stay with us. We'll keep packing your calls. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. the open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. And I mentioned we've got a heap of stuff to give away. We've actually got uh, a $200 Wahoo prize pack to give away, including a Wahoo cap. Wahoo footy and a surfer dude, Wahoo dude, a big O and a Wahoo pool basketball and a $25 Wahoo voucher. The first person to text through who Max Becker's 50th guest was on his podcast wins. So if you don't know Max Becker and who was on his podcast, Max is about to join me now um, because he is host of the Kids Edition on SEN and the Sporting Max podcast. And it's all thanks to Wahoo where there's family summer fun, there's Wahoo, and where you find fun this summer, you'll find Wahoo. Check out the range at wahoo.com.au. Have I said Wahoo enough, Max? Welcome to you. Yeah, Dwayne, good day. How are you today? I'm good. I've got you in your lunch break at school, have I? Yes, lunch breaks. It's lunchtime, although I'm just a, a couple of k's down the road from you in Geelong on, on the Ballerine in Drysdale, and it's drenching down rain. All right, should have got you to drop in and do it with me live. We could have uh, taken these calls, looked at the screens and watched a bit of NFL while we're at it. What, is, what have you made of the St Kilda story today? Well, as you may know, Dwayne, I'm a huge Saints fan. I think Andrew Bassett and Simon Leslie summed it, summed it up really well. If they, we as a club have regrets about that and signing him, re-signing him mid-season in hindsight, and they have to let those regrets, let them go um, to make the right decision heading in the future. Andrew Bassett also stated they had to ask the question whether is Brett Ratton giving them the best chance to compete at a premiership next year and in, over the next three years. And obviously, those boys are coming in alongside Jeff Walsh, who is known for making hard calls over his time at Collingwood and North Melbourne to go, OK, well, we've got this Brett Ratton for the next three years. Do we let him go or do we let him keep going? As um, I believe one of your calls just stated before. Now, does that mean... Jeff Walsh brings in Nathan Buckley. Obviously, he well, it's known he has no um, further interest in coaching. He loves what he's doing in the media. Does Buckley come in 
obviously Grant Thomas has thrown in a couple of rumours of James Hurd, um, Adam Day, all those kinds of things, possibly Ross Lyon. Does Lyon go for the job, though? And the way St Kilda have to approach this is they have to know who they want to get. They have to know their man, like North Melbourne did with Alistair Clarkson. Hey, Max, I better let you get back to school. You'll be doing this job. You'll be doing... You'll be sitting in my chair soon, so uh, great to have you on. Enjoy your school day. Thanks to to you and all the people at Wahoo for giving me the prize packs to give away. So Wahoo on board on Dwayne's World for the next five weeks. And you can check out the Sporting Max podcast, all thanks to Wahoo, if you want to hear more of Max Becker. Straight back to your calls after the news on Dwayne's World. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Thanks for joining me on Dwayne's World. Great to have you company wherever you might be listening around the planet the day that the Saints announced they have sacked Brett Ratton and three and a half years in the job, 50% win-loss ratio, not good enough for him to keep the job even though they did re-sign him on a two-year extension halfway through last season. They have decided they are going to go in a different direction. They wouldn't tell us what their review findings were. So they would not tell us at the press conference today what their review findings were, and they wouldn't tell us what characteristics they need in a new coach. So they wouldn't go down that track today, even though there were a lot of questions asked at the press conference. We're about to head back to your calls on it all very shortly. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the open line number. But there's been a few questions already asked of listeners and quite a few people on the text. And there might be some stuff I can play you from the press conference that might explain a little bit of it. So firstly, here is Simon Lethlean on having not having made a decision on their new coach yet. Here's Simon Lethlean on that. No, we haven't. Yep. We just, just discussed them. We're not going to talk about the next steps. Um, today's about showing the respect to Brett, which has been a really tough decision for the club. Um, we've made no decisions about our next coach. Um, we'll take the next steps now across the hopefully days and weeks to find the right coach for this club. So from that, they don't have someone ready to go. They don't have you know Adam Uze or Robert Harvey or Justin Lepich or... Somebody ready to go. Now, who knows? Uh, they might not have told us uh, the complete background knowledge as to what they've got in their kit bag trick-wise in the next couple of days, but that's what they've told us so far. Here is, and it's interesting to hear Andrew Bassett talk about this, the St Kilda president, on what has changed since they extended Ratton's contract halfway through this season. Yeah, look... A fair bit's changed. I mean, obviously, the second half of the season was very different, and probably in particular, fair to say, the review gave me the opportunity to get much closer, particularly to the processes that are underpinning the results. So what you can see, what we could see in July was results on field, firstly. Those results got worse. I said those results got worse. Simon Leslie also was asked if Ratton had lost the player. So here is the St Kilda CEO on that. I don't think it would be fair to say uh, Brett's lost the players. I know it's a term industry likes to lose. Brett's got great respect from our playing group. We spoke to our players this morning who I would say are um, saddened by the decision because they're so close and love and respect Brett. Um, But they understand that they need to dig a bit deeper now. They need to turn their minds to how they can get better. Uh, And we're going to provide a football program that asks more of them. Um, 
but no, they're still close to Brett, and they'll be they'll be um, processing this now in their own way. A couple of small questions answered there from the St Kilda hierarchy, Andrew Bassett and Simon Lethlam, but no answer to the big question of what the review findings were and why they made this decision. David Melton, as we head back to your calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the open line number. If you'd like to jump on the line, it's brought to us by Werribee Kia, awarded the prestigious National Kia Car Dealer of the Year Award. Werribee Kia, where else? David, Janan, Aid, Jim, and the whole team at Werribee Kia would love to see you. Your thoughts on this as we continue with Midday Matters. Hello, Dave. Good day, mate. How you going? Listen, Good. when Noble was at North Melbourne, when Noble was at North Melbourne, Jeff Walsh went and did a review on him. And then Noble went to St Kilda to do a review. Jeff Walsh went to St Kilda to do a review on the review hmm. and throw everything out and do his own work and sack the coach. Did he at least read Noble's review or he didn't even bother with it? Oh, I'm sure they all read their reviews, Dave, because guess what? Those reviews are apparently, we're going to see those reviews, aren't we? Surely they'll release some of the key findings of those reviews. Otherwise, you've acted and told us at the press conference straight after acting that you will release the findings in a couple of days. That's what they told us today. They can't then not release the findings, surely. Um, They are going to have to do that. The AFL Coaches Association CEO, Alistair Nicholson, has been good enough to take our course. I'll head back to your course very shortly. So jump on the line. I promise we'll get back to you. But Alistair Nicholson has been good enough to have a chat. Uh, Alistair, welcome to you. Great to have you on the program, and thanks for your time. Uh, g'day, Dwayne. Uh, yeah, thanks very much. Can you tell me how you found out and what the process is once you find these things out? Did you find out from the AFL uh, website story like most of us? Uh, in this case, yes, I, I did. Um, and then, obviously, word travels very quickly and... Um, and then obviously reached out to, to Brett um, just to, to try and understand things a bit more um, and have sort of touched base with him this morning on that. But, yeah, essentially late, late last night. So is that a cautious phone call? Because not all stories uh, that go out there are 100% fact. <laughs> do, you, do you ring with trepidation saying, hey, <laughs> I know this story might be out there? Well, yeah, and, and especially you don't obviously chase every story, but um, no. I think that's important. You just build up a relationship before so you can you can make that call. And what did you discuss with Brett when you spoke to him last night? Uh, no, I spoke to him this morning um, okay. just to check in on his well-being and, and how uh, he's feeling about everything. He, he's obviously disappointed but uh, but essentially need some time just to to absorb it all so we will um you know respect that and try and work with him around that but um yeah as he's made some comments i think in a statement around being disappointed about it and did he explain to you the process that he went through in trying to almost not plead probably the wrong word but he got an opportunity to present to st kilda's hierarchy as to why he should keep his job, which is that weird or is that normal? Uh, we didn't go into a lot of detail about that. It was probably just more how he was feeling about the whole thing rather than what had transpired. I think there might be time for that um, in in the future um, in regard to whether that's normal. Um, 
Look, I, I certainly think every club does this differently. And, um, you know, I think that's where it starts getting into how as an industry do we do we do these things better? Obviously, the club has, you know, con- contractual rights to do certain things and sometimes coaching jobs just don't work out. But um, for me this year, it just brings out another example around uh, how we are looking after these coaches who bear so much scrutiny for a club, but then it can end very, very quickly. Well, he was talking to players at the Draft Combine a week ago. He was doing the scouting and doing the interviewing, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it, I think the, the industry's probably a bit shocked at how quickly it's happened. And uh, I think it just shows just, you know, everyone thinks, well, there's no footy on, but th- these guys are invested you know, 365 days a year in how they get the club better, how they improve their culture and and how they try to strive to what they do. And I, I think it just shows that full commitment at all times and then it can end very quickly, which it, it just shows how volatile and vulnerable coaches are. And I think that's more than 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And... You know, I think there's things that the industry we need to look at around, well, how do we look after these guys and, and girls uh, when when they the exit does come and, and how do we better prepare for that? Because the players nowadays have quite good systems around them with retirement funds and three years of access to players' association and things. But coaches and coaching is, is often the end can come quick and it can be brutal. Um, and then they can be, be lost to the game. So I think we're at the stage now where they are so invested and trying to improve and be at the draft combine. Uh, now, you know, that's finished for Brett. How do we, how do we have a, a profession which is better supported when this happens? And a two-year contract extension isn't really a two-year contract extension either, is it, Alistair? If you are a club in debt, then there's often only, what, a six-month payout coming your way. Yeah, I don't know the exact specifics of for Brett, so that's something that um, we'll talk to him in the future about. But I think more generally, this is a something that I think the industry needs to, to look at. As you say, um, you know, about half our senior coaches have, you know, six months or less in, in termination clause time. And then when you actually then start looking at development of assistant coaches or the, the rest of the coaching group, you know, about two-thirds of them are, are three months or less. So it, what you then have is, you know, very volatile and vulnerable profession. Um, you have very short um, a short sort of support or, the, you know, the end can come quick. And so that's something that I just think um, we need to look at more how we can actually, you know, potentially extend some of these things so that um, if and when the inevitable happens, these people are better supported and then they can make good decisions because they've got a little bit more time. Did Brett indicate to you that he got a, a satisfactory explanation from St Kilda as to why? Uh, we said that we'd probably talk more generally around that next week. Um, so that's something I'll, we can explore more. But I, I think, as he said, there was some disappointment and I think more broadly... It's, a, it's been a bit of a shock. Um, certainly my understanding was he had good support from the player group, So, um, but the club have made that decision and so, you know, we can explore that a bit more at the appropriate time. 
How do the assistant coaches who were there to work with Brett Ratton feeling now, Alistair? Uh, so we're going around just touching base with them today. Um, look, I think obviously Brendan Lade um, had moved through to the Western Bulldogs and Lenny Hayes mm. is just starting. So, um, you know, I think there'll be some sim- similar shock and surprise at that. And again, that that creates instability for them personally and, and, and that's a group that sometimes get forgotten about. So we'll be, we'll be working with them and, and making sure that they're comfortable and, or at least the club's being clear on where they stand personally um, so that they, they know what their future holds. What do you make of this new trend of bringing someone in to do a review on coaches, Alistair, almost looking over their shoulder in a way? Yeah, it's certainly um, the reviews certainly hold hold a lot of weight. I think I think what's interesting in the reviews is that the coach is often the senior coach is often the one that probably carries the can for the broader football program, and, and because the, the reviews are often on on the football program, and that's where I think it is incredibly tough on senior coaches when. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. There's their own coaching group, there's list management, um, all these things that, you know, you know too well. Um, so I, I just feel that I think reviews are, are probably people trying to get better and, and show members and supporters that the club's striving to improve. So I sort of understand that. But it does seem that, you know, the senior coach is the one that carries the can for that. And that's, you know, that's not always as, as simple a solution. Do you think Brett will stay in football? Is there a job for him out there? It seems as if some senior coaches are at least finding very good positions post their sacking or their removal from a club these days. Look, you know, he's a long-term player and a 20-year coach and, and anyone that's met him, you know, understands his energy and passion and, and care. Um, I think he he would need a need a break. I think you know Leon Cameron's had you know somewhat of a break this year, and I think that's really really important. Um, look whether he wants to dive back into senior coaching or assistant coaching and, and coding and, and, and developing players. I think he actually really needs a rest. I think it's been a hard few years with obviously changes to the soft cap, um, you know, restriction on. I suppose, resources, which, you know, when you're a club trying to clamber up the ladder, that does have an impact. Um, and then, you know, hubs and, and these things. So it's certainly been a full-on period to be a senior coach because in that COVID period, you, you really became the very much more the figurehead because of the, the real change dynamic that occurred. Great to have you on, Alistair. I really appreciate it. Uh, Alistair Nicholson, the AFL Coaches Association CEO. Before I let you go, is that the the lifting of the soft cap, the raising of the soft cap, uh, the players are going to get a, a big pay rise soon. Do you think coaches will now all of a sudden, or how are we going to help the coaches out? Is there going to be more for the assistants? Is there going to be a situation where senior coaches are going to head to the two million range? Oh, look, I think you know increasing the soft cap is a really important um, part of the industry's discussion next year. Um, I think there's a a raise of sort of 250 scripted in 250,000, and I think it, that needs to be more. And I think 
assistant coaches and, and having good senior experience assistant coaches is a really important level. Um, so I think there's remuneration levels for them that need to be looked at. And then more development staff. I think the number of plays is the same, the number of games is the same, um, and that's an area that was really cut down. And with, as you've seen, it, with the pressure on senior coaches, you really need that development coming through because, you know, half a season effectively in Brett's situation was was uh, what the was an issue. Uh, so you just need that development coming through. So yeah, I do think the the soft cap and coaching resources is really important next year. Do you think we'll get to a stage where half or a third or a quarter of the senior coaches' wage is outside of that cap? Look, that's something that we uh, we pushed, and more so just to be able to get some more funding into the cap. Um, I think it's a mechanism that uh, was run past the clubs and sort of was rejected mid-year this year. But I do think um, it's something that needs to, to be considered because you're effectively penalising a, a club or a coach that's been successful um, because you're, you're then meaning that your football department is not resourced as much as it could be so look I, I do think that we want the mentality is if you are successful then you should be able to to be able to, to earn what you can earn and still have a good coaching team because we can see how cutthroat it is when it doesn't work so I, I do think that's something we should look at it yeah great to have you Alistair I really appreciate your time so uh, on a difficult day for you I'll let you continue to make those phone calls we'll talk soon Thank you. Thanks very much. Alistair Nicholson, the AFL Coaches Association CEO on the day that St Kilda announced the sacking of coach Brett Ratton. Need to take a break. Quick plug for this is your journey on Sunday from 10am. Sammy Ebbin talks to former champion jockey Darren Gauchy. Thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals celebrating lives. Got a full board of call, so I promise we'll get to you, but we do need to take a break. Darren, John, Kane, uh, Ian, we'll come to you all straight after this break with Dwayne Twelve. To your calls, Johnny and Epping. Thanks for holding. Johnny, welcome to you. How are you, Dwayne? How are you going, mate? I'm good. I'm good. But there's a few upsets and Kilda fans out there, Johnny. And I know as a North Melbourne fan, you, you probably feel for them a bit today. Uh, I am, yeah, because same thing happened to North Melbourne most of the time. But why I ring you, over half an hour ago, this St Kilda supporter ring you, and I'm so happy for you. You give me over 10 minutes to explain to you his opinion. And he was so good, I tell you. I wish he would have been from Melbourne. So it would have saved me to do all the talking all the time. <laughs> he was so good. I reckon, I reckon he deserves a prize. Thank you, uh, Johnny. He probably does deserve a prize. I have given him a prize before, but you're probably right. He does deserve another one. And look, it's just a, it's a joy. It's a tough day for St. fans today, but it's a joy to be able to have this program where people can come on and have their say on their footy club. Because like you, John, you're the people who've supported them through thick and thin. Coaches come, coaches go, players come, players go, presidents come, CEOs come, they all go, the fans stay. And at the end of the day, it does boil down to whether the fan wants to buy his ticket to back for his team again next year. And regardless of what happens, most of the time, it's a yes, because they just love the club so much. So... I know how much you love North Melbourne, Johnny, and I really appreciate you jumping on. Um, and thanks for your call. Darren in Sorrento, are you there, Darren? Yeah, good day, Dwayne. Um, I was just thinking, if SO 
slightly shortage of coaches in a way because Essendon took Brad Scott and now mm. the Kilda have come out and they're going to be looking for another coach maybe probably like to grab Uze but so let's let's wipe about Hurdy as being a coach and um, Ross Lyon because he doesn't want to he's not going to coach with the media let's just say the other club in Brisbane and the other club in Melbourne unfortunately need to find a coach I mean who, who's left for them to, to pick you know yeah, I find it hard to find a good coach yeah, there's been some names thrown out. Adam Uze has been in the running for a couple of jobs. He could be the next Craig McRae. We know that Craig McRae has done a great job at Collingwood as a first-year coach this year. He could be the next guy. There's guys like Ash Hansen as well who have huge raps, and people mention his name to me a lot when I talk to them off-air about who might be next. And then you've got the usual suspects who are just out of a job. So Leon Cameron just out of a job. Don Pike just out of a job. Nathan Buckley. Justin Leppich, they're all just out of coaching jobs, you know, in the last couple of years. Then you've got guys who've been out of the coaching game when it comes to senior coaching for a while, but would love to do it, like a Mark Williams, I'm sure, would love to do it. So, yeah, and then you've got the people that were old greats of your club as players. I mean, does St Kilda want to go down the Robert Harvey and Lenny Hayes track? Uh, So, yeah, I'm not sure, Darren. I'm just guessing like most people are guessing right now as to who the next guy might be. Appreciate your call. I think we've lost you. Adam in Ockham Hills. Welcome to you, Adam. Great to have you on. Hi, Dwayne. Um, well, uh, maybe if Clarko doesn't go to doesn't go back to North, um, they should have Plan B, and they got a ready-made, experienced coach because North have already said that that's what they were after. So there's their Plan B, maybe. But on the Saints, they did pretty poorly in the trade. I thought probably the poorest. Victorian club, I thought, um, over that two weeks. Really didn't show a lot, in my opinion. And they had a pretty average list. Um, everyone bar maybe GWS, Gold Coast, um, lesser extent Hawthorne, because Hawthorne traded out a lot of experienced players. But certainly most other teams around them, you look at Melbourne, Richmond, Geelong, Carlton, Port Adelaide, all the teams knocking on the door or already in the top eight fighting for a spot for the premiership. Um, Saints will drop down because their list, quite frankly, is average. They haven't improved it. They've now lost a senior coach. Where they go from here, I don't know. They won't play finals. Now, you had a guy a couple of days ago say, get on the Saints, I'll make the top eight. I don't know if he's rung back since, but uh, he was a Saints fan. Uh, he was very confident. But now they, they've done poorly in the trade. They had a poor list. Everyone else around them, bar three or four clubs, has improved their list. And they've lost a real good senior coach. Their list was crap. Let's, let's be quite honest, not good enough. And it's not going to get any better. And their their opinion to their supporters and members appears to be like we're going to taper off a little bit more. Puts a lot of pressure on the next coach, whoever that may be. If I'd like to see they get the job, but it puts a lot of pressure on him because we know what Saints fans they really are passionate. They are passionate people, and they are they have been wanting a grand final chance again and a premiership chance. They are not going to do it with this list. They're three or four years away, Dwayne. Yeah, no, I agree with all that, Adam. I agree they are three or four years away. You know, I said yesterday that 11 teams can win the flag next year. The Saints aren't one of those. 
and they haven't improved their list, and they finished 10th and 10th the last two years. So, yes, I can't see them making the eight next year either. But in saying that, Hawthorne can't see um, anything but a, a, a clever way forward in going to the draft under Sam Mitchell. They've got a coach who they believe in long term, and there was no you know disunity, no worries about Sam Mitchell having a year or two to get this list back together. So that's what St Kilda fans are kind of in for. It's a bit of a rebuild stage now. And whether it's uh, an old champion like Robert Harvey coming home, which is exactly you know what um, some fans might think is the best idea and other fans might think is the worst idea, that's at least what Hawthorne have done with Sam Mitchell. Gone and got an old great who at least will have a pretty long honeymoon period. Uh, thanks for your call. Renee in Heidelberg, you want to talk to Saints. Welcome to you, Renee. Um, just a couple of things. Gosh, it's only Nathan Buckley that survived a Jeff Walsh review, isn't it? Right, yes. <laughs> my, my love. Hey, listen, I feel sorry for Brett and I feel sorry for all the Saints supporters. I mean, look, as a Collingwood member, you know, like, you, you, you know, you don't like any other club, but you also love them as well because at the end of the day, without all the clubs, it's not a competition. And, you know, the supporters would be really hurting. You know, I know what it's been like you know, following Collingwood at times. So I I really, really feel for them. So just hang in there, guys. I hope, you know, I hope your club goes in the right direction next time. Great to have you call, Renee. Nick and Carnegie, are you there, Nick? Yes, I am. How you going, Dwayne? Good. That's uh, good. I've been listening to SEN all day, and I've just had a couple of thoughts about the Saints. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a paid member, have been ever since I was able to earn my own money. Um... Jeff Walsh came on and he talked about uh, you know, the club being irrelevant. And I've kind of had these thoughts for a few months now that the St Kilda Football Club have tried to force relevance upon themselves. And I don't want this to be sort of taken out of context, but they've tried to force how many different marquee matchups over the last few years going overseas to China, uh, to New Zealand. Um, you know, there's also other marquee games. Um, I was at the Spuds game this this year and only 33,000 people turned up on a Friday night. Like, it was very disappointing. I guess the message I want to just put to the Saints is just really focus on the footy. And I see clubs like Geelong and Hawthorne who do that so well and they don't scream out for marquee games. Yes, they've got Easter Monday, but that came together organically. Um, And I'm just, yeah, like most people, I'm I'm very disappointed that Brett Ratton got the sack, but the club supporter in me says it, it, it probably was the right decision as well. Yeah, Nick, I understand what, what you're trying to say. Some clubs really need to market themselves hard to get a crowd. So they've really got to have the best marketing department, the best PR machine to try and generate a crowd. Otherwise, they're not going to get the crowd. Other teams, I mean, the West Coast Eagles, they're going to fill their stadium every week. They've got more members than there are seats in their stadium. So they wouldn't have to have the crazy marketing um, campaigns that other clubs have to have to fill their seats. They're going to get a full house, pretty much, as long as they're you know reasonably competitive on the field. There's some other clubs that are really lucky in that regard that have played their way with wins, premiership wins like Richmond, played their way and managed their way into that situation where they don't have to worry too much about, oh, well, if we don't market this game this week, no one will come. Saints are in that bracket. I mean, the Bulldogs, while winning a flag, have helped themselves immensely. And that's where St Kilda hasn't been able to do it. They just haven't been able to win that flag that the Dogs have had. And yes, the Dogs' crowds are still low, but that flag is worth so much when it comes to marketing dollars because 
There's a belief factor. Hey, we can do this again. We're a good enough club. We're just as good as the other mobs down the road. You need that flag, and the Saints haven't been able to get it. Uh, James in Richmond, you there, James? Hey, Blaine, how's everything going? Good. Yeah, look, um, I'm, a, I'm a long-time listener and an and a avid Saints fan, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm sitting here not too surprised at the decision because I think it's, it's about time the Saints were a bit ruthless um, with their decision-making. Um, bringing in a, a guy like Jeff Walsh is going to lay down the law, and... Um, I think when it comes to a coaching selection, you're not going to make a decision like this and, and let a coach go so, so late in the year without having a plan in place. Um, and listening to, to Lakeland and Bassett speak, is it, is it someone of the elk of, of Luke Beveridge um, that has that hard edge, that has a year left with the dogs and, and you can put five years towards him um, and say, we, we need to take this group to the next level? Is it, is it someone like him or is it bringing back a a Ross Lyon who's, who's tasted some level of, of success because mm. you look back, I was there 09, I was there 10. Um, since then, it's just, been a, it's just been stagnation ever since. So I think being ruthless is, is where this club needs to go and it's good to see us being led in that direction, it seems. Well, you're not going to get Luke Beveridge for at least another year. You might not have him available at all. They might have a good year at the Dogs and Luke Beveridge gets... Uh, are locked in for a long-term opportunity at the dog. He doesn't want to leave. So you're not going to get Bevo for a while. Um, yeah, it is going to be hard. I'm not sure. You could. Uh, we threw up a list of about 10 names earlier, and it might not even be one of those 10. So I appreciate your call, James. I need to, we need to take a break. Chris, John, Luke, Jeff, Tim, come to you all. It's Midday Matters. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. John on the road. Thanks for holding. John, welcome to you. G'day, Dwayne. How you going, mate? Good. Uh, can you correct me if I'm wrong? I was listening to the president address. And did he not say that um, the that Walsh had no say in this review and the decision? Yeah, he gave an indication that it wasn't, the decision wasn't based on anything that Jeff Walsh had indicated to them needed to happen, yeah. Okay, so as you know, I'm a North supporter. So Glenn Walsh, uh, sorry, Walsh, he comes into North and his recommendations were obvious with Noble and Amafio departing. And here's St Kilda appointing Noble to do a review where he couldn't see his own faults I mean, there's a famous line in Forrest Gump, well, stupid is stupid. I mean, well, what is St Kilda doing? Um, well, we don't know the re- what the review told them. That's the hard part. They didn't tell us the findings of the review. So until we know the findings of the review and which particular findings they thought were worthy of acting on, which particular findings they think that they won't act on but they can get better at to fix, and which particular parts of the review led to them to make the decision to sack Brett Ratton. Until we know that, it's, it's hard to make any assessments at all. That's the hard part of this whole press conference today and talking about it. We just do not know because they wouldn't tell us today, unfortunately. Luke and Tassie, welcome to you, Luke. G'day, Dwayne. How are you? Good. I just can't understand, Dwayne. Look, I don't know much about anything, uh, but we've seen other clubs, you know, have this sort of um, teams like St Kilda that have sort of 
uh, petered out, you know. They finished fifth and they finished tenth and they finished tenth. And they've brought in, you know, a director of coaching or they've brought in someone to sit above Brett Ratton because from from what I can see, and as I say, I don't know much about anything, but Brett Ratton's obviously very capable. When he got sacked at Carlton, they had him back at Hawthorne straight away. He's one of these um, gets referred to as super assistants, you know, that worked under Al Clarkson. Yeah. Like, why, why didn't they do more to try and keep him? If the players love him, they've extended his contract. Like, like it, I, it just feels to me like he's been made a scapegoat and they, they haven't even tried to keep him. It, it's, I, I just don't get it. And, am I barking up the wrong tree with this director of coaching idea like Melbourne did, like, um, like Richmond did? You know, like, why not get a Mark Williams or someone there? Or even a Ross Lyon yeah. to, to work above him. Um, you know, I, there was someone else, John yeah. Warsaw did it at a couple of clubs too. What I don't know, is that a dumb idea or? Yeah. No, no, that's, I mean, St Kilda admitted that at the press conference today. Uh, did they have everything around Brett Ratton to facilitate his best opportunity for success? No, they admitted that today, that they could have done a few things better and helped him um, have success a bit more readily and not having a boss, a football boss, not having, you know, that, that Neil Balm around the, the place to help you out, to, to troubleshoot, to do this, to do that, to talk to the players, to take some of the heat off, all that kind of stuff. It is a very, very good point. The great clubs do it well because they've got great people. And I've said that over and over on this program. Great people make great clubs. And unfortunately, there doesn't seem like there are a large enough amount of great people gravitating to football clubs at the moment to allow those teams that are down the bottom to make the quick progression up. But if you can find those guys, if you can find a Craig McRae, who seems like he's a great coach, then it can change quickly. Need to take a break. Back to your calls next. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. A lot of guessing on the text as to who the next St Kilda coach might be. Rumour on from Port Melbourne might have an option. Uh, what are you, Rumour on? G'day, Dwayne. How are you going? Yeah, good. G'day, Dwayne. How are you going? Yeah, good. You're Hello. on the air, right, Ron? Welcome to you. Hello. Have I lost you there? Yeah, I think I've lost you. Jeff in Manor Lakes, you want to talk team lists? Welcome to you, Jeff. Yeah, g'day, Dwayne. Um, I'm really concerned about St Kilda, and, you know, I don't think they've got a great list. But if you have a look at the Premiers over the last, you know, 15 years, what have they all done? They've all started with... <coughs> sorry. Um, they've all started with building up their list with juniors and having some more senior players there. You have a look at majority of premiership teams. Majority of their players have played minimum between 50 and 100 games. And that, and, and I think that's what Hawthorne is actually going to do. Because they're going to, they've already said they're going to have some short-term pain. And the same with Essendon. I think what they've done is giving Scott four years and saying, you build your list and show us what you can do. And that's what most of the premiers have done. Even Melbourne have done that. They, had, they went up and down because of that young list, 
and then they won a premiership. You know, that's what Geelong did in 2007, 9 and 11. That's what Hawthorne did. They stole one in 08, but they won it in 12, 12 13, 14. So it's, it's about building your list and getting young players in and having those young players play together through the VFL and then coming onto the AFL and showing what they can do with the more senior players. And your point, before we wrap up for news, well, is? Well, my point is, St Kilda needs to do that. Appreciate your call. Uh, you got there eventually, Jeff. Great to have your call. Plenty of callers on the line still. Want to get to you, obviously. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. There's a number of ways to go about it when it comes to winning a flag. You don't always have to drop out and go to the draft, but it is a balance, I think, for most teams when it comes to kids and senior players. Heaps to give away, heaps to come. Campbell Brown also to pick a winner for us in the next hour. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. It's been great to have your company for Dwayne's World today. Been an amazing day. St Kilda parting company with coach Brett Ratton. So they're on the search for a new coach. The St Kilda Footy Club, Brett Ratton, departing after three and a half seasons, a 50% win-loss ratio. Tenth and tenth the last two seasons after finishing fifth the year before that. We'll continue to take your calls. We played you a large slab of the press conference earlier today. We took you live there on SEN uh, we didn't take as many calls as I'd like to take in the first couple of hours for Midday Madness, but we'll come to your calls now. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six still to come. Simon Mitchell's going to join me, South East Melbourne Phoenix coach Campbell Brown, to pick a winner for us for the weekend as well. Tim and Berwick, you've been holding for quite a while, so I appreciate that. Tim, welcome to you. Hey, Dwayne. Um, I think I've explained to you before the concept of a St Kilda supporter where we're either experiencing or expecting disappointment. And yeah. we're just back in that experiencing part of the cycle again. What, what, it, what I think a lot of people don't understand is, is that someone said it before, but it needs to be reiterated. Administrators, players, coaches, everyone else will come. People who want to hit us in the media. But us supporters, us people who have been members for 40-odd years and more, we're the ones that stick with this. So we're the ones that wear these decisions. We want to see, though, something different. And I think what they missed in that press conference was they missed that second punch. They didn't have their ducks in a row, so they didn't have the information as to why they've done this. People have said, oh, yeah, well, they've said because of the second half of the season. Well, if that was the reason, he would have been sacked when Brett, um, when Ben Rutten was sacked. And to think that they've gone through the trade period there are players now who think, oh, I would have probably asked for a trade if uh, there had been a new coach or, you know, along that line. All our memberships have just been renewed. I don't know. I don't feel like it engendered the sort of uh, confidence that Leslie and Bassett thought that they were probably going to try and achieve. Well, the trust gets eroded a bit when you feel like you've been kept in the dark. And I reckon that is the position that a lot of Saints fans feel in right now. Well, Brett Ratton certainly didn't see it coming, but Saints fans didn't see this coming either. So you, you have been kept in the dark. And unfortunately, we've had a press conference today where they would not tell us the findings of the review and would not tell us the reasons why they have parted company with Brett Ratton. So we continue to have this question being asked of your club. If you're a supporter, you're still asking the question, why? How did this happen? What did the review tell you? Why can't you tell us? 
You know, tell us at least, please. Thanks, Tim. Chris in Perth, I know you're on the line and you've been holding for a while. Kane and Juan Turner's also been holding for an eternity. Welcome to you, Kane. G'day, mate. How are you? Good. That's good. Um, well, it seems like everything's sort of normal back in the world now. Um, obviously, apart from, you know, after COVID and uh, cost of living and all that kind of stuff. And now death, taxes and St Kilda shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, same thing all over again. Thanks for your call, Chris in Perth. You got a thought on this? Welcome to you, Chris. G'day, Dwayne. Thanks for the call, mate. Look, um, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I just want to add quickly to the, the pile-on on Simon Lane because in doing so, I think it strongly challenges the integrity of the, the Saints. And I just think we need to remind ourselves that Simon was, um, he was sacked by the AFL for inappropriate um, behaviour. He'd never worked in a footy department before. He was an administrator, you know, in charge of, broadcast and scheduling at the AFL, we appoint him our head of our footy department. He employs James Gallagher with zero experience from a bank without a process, hires Ratton, extends Ratton, sacks Ratton two months later, and then gets appointed our CEO without a process. Now, just to finish, um, the Saints faithful, and I'm an, I'm an embarrassed member, but you know our Willy Wonka ticket at the moment is Walsh, and we've just got to remind ourselves that he's going to be reporting directly to Simon Left Lane. So, yeah, I think there's a common denominator and it's not a great one. Thanks, mate. David and Gowan, bro, you there, David? Hey, Dwayne, look, I've uh, pie supported, but just interested in the Saints. So just, I just wonder whether the Saints have actually, um, have really cost themselves a year here. So part of it looks like they're actually acting swiftly, getting rid of Brett Ratton. But I just, just I think, you know, they've got to sell hope both not only to their members, but to new prospective coaches. Now, their list is not great, let's be honest. So if you're a new coach, do you want to come in with the same list, have to coach that same second-rate list, or would it be preferred at this trade table to, to, to basically to go there and actually get a draft hand and actually try to get something in the draft to sell that to the new coach? Go, hey, look, here's some new kids coming through rather than the same also rents. Look, I don't know what's going on with the process, David. I'm not sure why St Kilda made this decision, uh, other than the fact that on the surface, for a person like me looking in, they've been mediocre for too long. So the club, it's recently been average, recently been mediocre, um, and they were mediocre finishing 10th last year. They were mediocre finishing 10th the year before. They've been not good at the trade period, so a number of clubs that were around them, I think, have improved their list to go past them. So to me, they weren't in the premiership window to win a flag next year, and it just was staring a lot of people in the face that they were headed for another mediocre year. Why would you expect this list that you've got that hasn't been improved on during the trade period to take you further than the 10th that you were this year when the teams that are above you all look like they've improved? And they, you know, people might argue with that, but they have all improved. I mean, Port Adelaide finished 11th and got Jason Horn Francis and Junior Rioli in. So, you know, they improved Port Adelaide. Yeah, they lost Carl Amon, but they've got something added to take them maybe back into the premiership window. The Dogs went and got Rory Lobb and Liam Jones. And, yeah, OK, they, they lost a couple of players. They had lost Josh Dunkley, but they tried to actually improve their hands so they can improve. Carlton's going to improve. I mean, Collingwood was a top-four contender this year, went and got Dan McStay and Bobby Hill. So all those teams that are above St Kilda, to me, have used this trade period to improve a little. Whereas St Kilda, if you stay the same, you go backwards. So that's, that's on the surface of it, looking from my angle. And it's hard to assess it any other way, really. 
until we find out exactly what the review tells us. And at the moment, we're not getting told what the review's told us. Uh, appreciate your call. Richard in North Caulfield, you there, Richard? Hello, Dwayne. You there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Hello, Dwayne. Happy Friday to you. Um, now, I've been giving a lot of thought this morning about the sort of coach that St Kilda needs. I, I think they need to go back and find a good VFL coach because basically they're a second-rate club and deserve a second-rate coach. <laughs> Thanks for your call, Richard. Uh, Mike and Geelong, welcome to you, Mike. Oh, hey, Dwayne. How are you going? You're calling uh, to stick the boots into St Kilda like our previous caller, or you got something else to add? No, well, no, no, mate. I'm, I'm just putting it up, um, just sort of a little bit with the Hawks, the way they're going about it at the moment. Yes, they've sort of blown it up a little bit and making massive changes, but I like the fact that we're, we're doing something and not being like the Saints in the fact that hovering around that 10th or 12th and just being there for years to come. Look, like I said, if it... If it works out for Sam Mitchell doing this, it's going to, he's going to be a genius. If he doesn't, well, he's had a go, and I'd rather us have a go doing something, you know, outside the box than just being in and around for years to come. Yeah, I agree with that, Mike. So they've got a strategy, Hawthorne, and that is they're going to try and get some kids in and have Sam Mitchell have his own group come through. And I like that strategy. I mean, if your development system is good enough and you've got great recruiters, then with a bit of luck, you'll get the right kids in. And you will grow as a unit with a coach that's growing as a coach. So I like their strategy, especially doing it now, getting to the draft now before Tassie come in in three years' time. Because if you go to the draft in three or four years' time, you might be in a spot of bother if Tassie get the licence for 2027. The Giants have obviously decided to go on that strategy as well. They've got four picks in the top 20 in the draft coming up. The Giants picks one, 15, 18, and 19. So, yeah, what is your strategy, St Kilda? That's the issue as well. Um, Ian in Lostestin, you there, Ian? Yes, uh, Dwayne, yeah. You there? Yeah, I'm here. You there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I just want to talk about the Saints, mate. I'm a 12-year-old, and I'm 74 now. And uh, funny how things happen, I cancelled five memberships yesterday. Um, we're losing you there, Ian. You're 70-odd years of age, so you're obviously not uh, in the removals business, but sounds like you're doing a bit of work there, whether it be at home or uh, on a farm somewhere in Launceston. Great to hear you giving us a call during your work day. I appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, it is funny. A lot of people did call up, and we've had a few through on the text as well, suggesting that uh, the timing hasn't been great given that they also got their membership package in the post and renewed in the last 24 hours. Great to have so many of your calls on the line. Dwayne's World for Kogan Mobile. Make the call. Switch to Kogan Mobile. We're also here for Brick Lane Brewing for lovers and makers of great beer. Keep your texts coming through on the 40 Wings Temper text, T-E-M-P-U-R. Mattresses and pillows like no other. That text machine number 0433981116. You can get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. Tristan Merlihan's been good enough to jump on the line from Tot Sport, home of the top sports betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Welcome to you, Tristan. G'day, Dwayne. How are you going? I'm good. How are the races looking tomorrow? Has there been any scratchings or has the sun got to shine? Honest for Caulfield Cup Day. 
<laughs> it's been a few scratchings, and uh, I think the weather's going to play its part, but there's no scratchings out of the big race in the Caulfield Cup, which is good to see. Smoke and Romans, though, has been absolutely smashed. $4.60 into three sixty. It's one-way traffic there for the punters. I think it's got to be some risk, though, in the race. I think a couple of those horses up the top of the weights are some chance. At a little bit of value, Knight's order with Timmy Clark in the saddle. It's got to navigate over from the tricky 18 barrier. It's been $16 into 10 and Montefilia, 26 into 20, is not without a chance as well. So really high-quality race. We've also got the Everest on on Saturday as well. Let's not forget about that in Sydney. It's the cracking field where Nature Strip has been smashed, $2.30 into 2.10. I don't mind lost and running, though. 7.50 into 6. I think it represents a little bit of value. Mm. If Nature Strip doesn't get it all its own way, I think at the $6, it's going to be very hard to beat. And then just monitor how the track's playing because Mars Crusader was enormous in this race last year. It's $14 into 11, but they do need to be coming from the back of the field to be any chance. And uh, tonight, T20, Australia-England? Yeah, Aussies 2-0 down in the series, obviously. They look like they had that game um, in their grasp there early in the English innings but couldn't get it done. They go in as a $1.79 favourites, England 2.02, obviously getting close to that World Cup. So the boys need to lift and try to get a result here back at Monica. So 179, the Aussies, 202 England. The man of the match mark is always very popular. David Warner, the favourite for the Aussies, $7. Cam Green at 750. The English duo of Butler and Hales at 750 and $8 respectively. Should be a really tight match again. It was a really close one the last couple. Yeah, really enjoying it at the moment. It's been a fun watch. Great to have you, Tristan. We'll talk soon. Tristan Millahan from Totsport, home of the top sports betting multi. Download the Tossport app today, but gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Got some things to give away still. I mentioned, well, the other day we gave some tickets away to India v. Pakistan at the MCG. Uh, I've got an opportunity to give a few more away after the break. So stick around. It's going to be huge. India-Pakistan, MCG, men's T20 World Cup match. It's sold out. It's sold out in seven-odd minutes when tickets became available. So it's one of the hottest tickets in town. And we're going to give those away very, very shortly. So stick around. Campbell Brown also to join me. Stick around for that. And uh, we'll give you an update on what's happening at Phillip Island. So a lot still to come on Dwayne's World. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Been a lot of stuff that's been lost today, given how much we've discussed the St Kilda coaching issue and how many callers we've taken and how many texts we've read out. Uh, Dwayne's World, by the way, for Kogan Mobile. Make the call, switch to Kogan Mobile. And for Bricklane Brewing, for lovers and makers of great beer. And lost in the wash for Identifiber, your specialists in asbestos and hazardous materials assessments. We're told that hopefully Phillip Island won't get lost in the wash, that it's clearing a little for the MotoGP this weekend. Aussie superstar Jack Miller looking forward to continuing his great form. And we'll recap all the action on Monday thanks to Indian Motorcycle, America's first motorcycle company since 1901. Make the first move, Indian Motorcycle. Nick in Hoppers Crossing, you've been on the line for a while, so I won't let you get lost. Welcome to you, Nick. Hey, welcome. Thanks, thanks, I'm Dwayne. How are you? Good. Yeah, well, first of all, I'd like to start with a positive, but that's a killer supporter, Mark. Um, great person. I would love to have a supporter like that at every club. And going with a friend like that at a football, supporting different clubs, 
But um, at the end of the day, we're friends at the end of the game. That's the kind of support I love. And also what was lost in the wash today, they talk about um, um, respect for the sacked coach. What about the respect and give the facts to the secure the supporters, the members, to know they have the knowledge. Why did you come to the decision to sack the bloke? Why did you sack the coach? They deserve to know that that respect. That's all I need to yeah, say on that matter. Yeah, no, I reckon I agree with you on that, Nick, uh, 100%. I think they should have informed us more of what was in the review today. And I know they've said, oh, it'll come out in the next couple of days and we'll, we'll tell you in good time. But, um, yeah, we'll all just wait for the next two days and see whether they do show us the full review, show their fans, their supporters their full review. Um, but wasn't it certainly... I, I think it was on them to give more of an explanation given how surprising it was that they decided to sack Brett Ratton today. Hey, Nick, uh, got something for you. Uh, you've got a Brick Lane Brewing voucher coming away. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together, join the community today. And we've got 18 holes of golf for you and a mate with a cart. 18 holes of golf for two with drinks and a cart midweek for just $99. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. Nathan in Craigieburn, you there, Nathan? How are you, Dwayne? Good. Uh, just a miserable day of Oregon Radden being sacked from St Kilda. They're going to regret it. I think we've lost you there, Nathan. We have had a few phone issues uh, today, so it's no surprise that maybe we've got a reception issue with you. But uh, we are, are you there? No, I think we're losing you. Um, if you are still there, I didn't cut you off, and apologies if we've got a phone Hello? issue back in the... Yeah, 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 back there, Nathan. Uh, uh, feel free to make your point. Simon Mitchell is about to join me, the coach of South East Melbourne Phoenix, so we'll come to Simon shortly, but uh, I'll let you finish your point. Yeah, I was very disappointed about the rat and stacking when it's not... All the onus wasn't on him. Yep. And I reckon there's more onus on the list managing and whoever does all the list calls because we're meant to be bold. We're a team, in, in AFL, there's only a trade period where you get to fix your team, your, your gaps, and we didn't fix anything. And if we want to get draft picks in, you have to get rid of players, be bold, and we didn't do that either. So it was just, just disgusting. And I reckon Simon Lefton was the one that has to go first. Appreciate your call, Nathan. There's uh, been a lot of upset saying fans on the line today. Got something for you. You've got a family pass to the Dog Lovers Show, valued at $125. The Dog Lovers Show is back this weekend. You can fetch details, get that, fetch details and tickets at dogloversshow.com.au if you want to find out more. Okay, big ticket giveaway coming away. So the ICC Men's T20 World Cup, it's coming to town. You can get tickets at t20worldcup.com. And time to give away our last double pass to this highly anticipated match between India and Pakistan at the MCG. It is a sellout, sold out in a matter of minutes. So one of the hottest tickets in town. And we've got an opportunity to give you a couple. So the first person to text the name of the Pakistan batsman who smashed 102 runs off 46 balls against India in 2005 wins the double pass. So our guys back in the studio have got that sorted uh, and we'll let you know what the answer to that question is after the break as well. But if you text through, you are a chance to win those tickets to India v Pakistan at the MCG. Thanks to the ICC Men's T20 World Cup. You can get your tickets at t20worldcup.com. Simon Mitchell, 
coach of South East Melbourne Phoenix to talk some NBL. Campbell Brown to talk some footy. We'll ask him about the Saints' decision as well and hopefully get a winner or two from Campbell Brown for the weekend of racing, uh, not just in Melbourne, but in Sydney. The heart is a blue. Big great to have your company on Dwayne's World today. Absolute pleasure to take so many of your calls and your texts that have come through. So I appreciate how many people have taken the time to send through a text. Simon Mitchell, South East Melbourne Phoenix coach, has been good enough to join me. NBL season has kind of just begun. You can watch every NBL game live on ESPN via KO and Foxtel or via 10 Peach and 10 Play every Sunday from 2 till 6 p.m. And you can go and watch South East Melbourne Phoenix Live. In fact, you can watch them this Saturday night live. You want to head along to John Kane Arena Saturday night to see them take on New Zealand. Uh, Simon joins me. Welcome to you, Simon. Great to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dwayne. Been a difficult start for you. You haven't had your full roster available. How close are you to getting that up and running? Yeah, a little bit closer than what we have been. Uh, yeah, we're going to see a few returning bodies this week. Uh, obviously, Joe Chi arrived in the country, <clears throat> so he'll be uh, taking his place in the team. Ryan Brockoff will be returning from injury and uh, Trey Cal also will be returning from injury. So just Gary Brown on the sideline at the moment. So we're, we're starting to get close to full full strength. And how do you weave them in? Uh, are they ready for a full allocation of court minutes or you still have to manage them a bit given they have been out? Yeah, no, there's going to be a bit of management in there. Um, Joe, Joe hasn't played much for the last month. Um, and uh, so he, he's going to take a little bit, little bit of time. I, I'm going to say another week or two before we see the best of Joe Chi. Uh, Ryan Brockoff, given his age and the soft tissue injuries that he's uh, had this off season, we're going to be very patient with him. Um, and Trey just needs to needs to get up and down the floor a little bit more. He, he's ready to go, um, but he's still got some, uh, he's still got some work to do on the uh, on the uh, the gas. He's, uh, he gets he gets caught, uh, you know, up and down two or three times, and he's, he's probably looking at the bench tonight, um, on Saturday night. So, how difficult is it for a coach with the import game that you play, where you've got to give him time to settle in, but you've also got to you're a little impatient as well because you don't want to slip too far back. What have you? You've played three one one one, lost a couple. Yeah, look, it's been a, a really difficult uh, off-season for us. Uh, I mean, even going back all the way to, to pre-season, we hadn't had Mitch Creek at all in the pre-season. Uh, Ryan was with us for three days and then got injured, and then he came back for for one day and got injured again. So it's uh, we, we haven't had two of our key uh, you know, Australian players. And then, of course, you know, the imports come in a little bit late, and Alan Williams had some trouble with fouls early um, in, in the preseason game, so we were unable to get him the reps we needed, and, and the other two got injured. So it's been a really frustrating period for, for our group. Um, the good thing is that the, the kids get a chance to play, and uh, you know we, we've been able to throw uh, uh, Junior Madut and uh, and um, and Owen Foxwell in, into the fire a little bit and, and, and see what they can produce. And against Tassie, they were excellent. Um, you know, there's been times where, where we've, there would have been nice to look down the bench and see some veterans down there and, and throw them into the game. But at the same time, those, those kids have uh, held up their end. So it's been really promising. Yeah, do they, uh, is, is, do they fatigue a bit when you're giving extra minutes to guys who don't normally play minutes? I think you had a 14-point last quarter in that game that was taken away from you. So uh, was that a bit of that that came into play? Oh, I think there was a little bit of that. There's probably some ulterior reasons for that as well. Like uh, we, we've, we had nine guys missing um, this week from from practice due to uh, various flu bugs 
that have gone through the group as well. And some of those were guys that were playing significant minutes on Saturday, but we, we just had to play them because there was no other options. Uh, so, yeah, we've had a little bit of uh, misfortune when it comes to our health, but uh, we're all through that. Um, the guys are back on the floor, and those guys who were carrying the bugger over the worst of that. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're looking forward to Saturday night against New Zealand. Yeah, slightly new look New Zealand as well. And they look, look really good at home. Well, they haven't been home for ages to play at home, so why wouldn't they look good at home? But they did look okay. <laughs> yeah, I reckon they'd have been pretty happy to get that game in. <laughs> look, they've, they've been on the road a little bit to start this year. They had the one game against Tassie, and, they, and they, were, they, were, they got a win there. It was a very close and contested game. But we've seen you know from Tassie the last two games that they're a very good team. Um, so that's a good win for, for New Zealand. But, yeah, very different-looking team. Um, obviously, personnel's changed and the new coach as well. Um, and, and, and they're going into the post a little bit more than they did previously, and they're looking to push the, uh, push the, uh, the pace a little bit more than what they have in, uh, in, in the past as well. So, um, yeah, very different look. Um, we've had a lot of success against New Zealand a lot the past three years, but we're, uh, we're certainly not uh, counting our chickens in this one. It's a very different-look team, and, uh, you know, we're, we're looking forward to the contest. And uh, have they wasted their time scouting what you've done so far, given that Joe Chi does change a lot of things for you? I don't think they've wasted their time, but, yeah, <laughs> certainly we're probably, <laughs> we're probably the toughest scout in the league right now just because we haven't had anyone on the floor. So, yeah, the combinations will be a little bit different this game, and we get them again next week down in New Zealand, and I think our combinations will be different again. So it's just uh, we're a bit of a work in progress. I think... Uh, you know, by the end of October, maybe into the first week of November, you'll start to see who South East Melbourne Phoenix are. And, uh, yeah, until we get to that point, it's really about just trying to sneak as many wins as we can until we get a bit of momentum and we get everyone get their legs underneath them. And not a loaded question, so uh, please uh, don't think I'm throwing you a hand grenade here, but the, the refereeing has settled down and the players, the players take a bit of time because in all sports it happens, in the AFL it happens. It does take a bit of time to, to sort of get the bed down, for it to settle to understand what the level is when it comes to some of the rules, like the foul and like the under-the-basket rule that has changed a little bit? Yeah, so I guess, um, you know, it's been well publicised, some of the issues we had with Joe Chi last year and, and our ability to keep him on the floor uh, for extended periods of time. And, 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 and the, you know, that was probably true for Alan Williams in the pre-season. Um, we, we sat down and had uh, some really uh, good conversations with the head of the referee, Scott Butler, and, and, you know, basically owning our, our, our share of it as well and saying, look, what can we do better to help our players get through a game? And we got some really good advice. Um, and we, we, we sat down with, with Alan and um, the big source got it from, from, the, from, from, from Scott as well. It's like, look, these are things that we think you can do better. Um, he's employed those and he's got through his first three games, you know, without really suffering any foul trouble. So we did the same with Joe last year with a little bit less success, but... Um, I think with Joe's being second year in, um, I think we'd like to we'd like to think that he'll be a little bit more successful staying on the floor for longer stretches. Did it take a bit of time for him to understand what the refereeing's like in Australia too? We hear that from imports a lot. Yeah, I think it's not unusual for anyone, um, especially someone who's played you know different levels uh, to the NBL. So. You know, he, he's not only played in China where, where the refing can fluctuate enormously, but then he's playing international games for China and it's a different game again. Um, and then you come into the NBL and once again a different game. So look, it was just about us being able to adapt um, to the way the whistle blows over here. And I think a little bit also from the referee standpoint of you get an agile seven foot one guy with seven six wingspan. Um, 
there we don't get those coming through the league too often. So just sometimes they might be a little quick and say, oh, geez, there's a foul coming, and, and they blow it before. And then afterwards, they're like, he's probably won the foul. So, yeah, I think both sides can learn from it, and I think we'll, uh, we'll all be better off this year. Simon, great to have a chat to you. Always love having a chat. If you haven't been to an NBL game, if you haven't seen South El- Southeast Melbourne Phoenix in action, try and get there Saturday night. New Zealand Breakers are in town. They're pretty good at the moment, New Zealand. Uh, they've just come off a win, and they're going to give Southeast Melbourne Phoenix a pretty good run for their money. Great to have you, Simon. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Dwayne. I really appreciate it. And get your membership, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix membership, and you can watch every NBL game live on ESPN via KO and Foxtel or via 10 Peach and 10 Play every Sunday from 2 to 6 p.m. And I look forward to be heading to a couple of games in the next two weeks as well. I'm pretty excited about that. Been a lot of talk about what Jeff Walsh had to say, what he had to do at the St Kilda Football Club and what he had to say with Gary and Tim a week or so ago. So let me take you back there, given we've been talking so much about it today. Here's Jeff Walsh on the Saints needing top-end talent in the trade period. This is from October 5 with Gary and Tim. One of the things that the Saints need to do you know, with this trade and draft period and, and the next, and even the next, is is an injection of of some of some top end talent to to, to assist the because you know, they've got a they've got a lot of good players. Um, I, I think I think that they would really benefit and do well by an injection of some mm. some top end talent. So that's that's one of the things that I think will will uh, will help them uh, up the up the up the road. I, I think that there there are a few little bits and pieces that are that are uh, related to picks and. Um, Trying to perhaps group a couple of picks together to get further up the up the order, like everyone does. Um, so yeah, essentially it might be a, a draft where, or or a time where we'll go to the draft as opposed to trade. A little bit of Jeff Walsh. So that's October five with Gary and Tim on SEN Breakfast. He also said on that breakfast program interview that he's not afraid to make a tough call. I think that one of the things that I'd like to think I can bring to the table is is the willingness to, to make a, a hard call or, or to have a hard conversation, to not walk past something if you see and you know it's wrong, that I'm you know, willing to, to, to call it out. And here's the famous irrelevance quote that got a good run on the news services from Jeff Walsh. And, and this might sound abrasive and the Saints fans might get upset, but one of the things that I think... You know, when asked about you know how do I see St Kilda, I, I, I think the competition would would say there's been a degree of irrelevance. As I say, that 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 should be abrasive. That that should sort of choke uh, down down people's throats. And, and 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 I hope that going forward, that I can contribute to a a profile that that gives the Saints the due respect that they crave. And one last one while we're at it. Here is Jeff Walsh talking about the attributes of a successful coach in the modern game on October 5. I think the main criteria for, for a successful coach these days has to be around their man management, their people skills, their willingness to embrace, their, their willingness to show their playing group that they are vulnerable people themselves, that they do need help at times, that they that they don't know everything. And you've got to wrap that or have that wrapped around a an aura of strength, leadership, follow me. So it's, it's, a, it's a delicate psychological profile, I suppose. A little bit of Jeff Walsh. And, of course, uh, none of that uh, said then might have anything to do with what's happened in the last 24 hours. 
But it is interesting to sometimes look back at interviews that are done and hear what the vibe was of that interview, if you don't mind me throwing the vibe word in. Uh, been great to have your company today, by the way, on Dwayne's Sport. Don't forget, it's all there on the podcast. If you have a listen back to the podcast, you'll hear all of the interviews and stuff that we've put together during the course of the week and today. So it's all there on the podcast if you do want to check it out. Thanks to everyone that sent through a text as well. There have been so many come through on that. 40 Winks, temper text. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. Do need to take a break, though. Campbell Brown's going to join us after the break. So I'll ask Brownie, the Hawthorne Premiership star, about what he thinks is happening at the Saints, who he thinks might get the gig get the coaching job and hopefully he'll find us a winner as well. Massive day of racing coming up in Sydney and Melbourne tomorrow. So stick around. Plenty still to come on Dwayneswell. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayneswell with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to the program. Always great to have so many of your calls and your texts come through. It's been another wild day, never a dull news day. And boy, has this one surprised a lot of people. Campbell Brown's been good enough to join me. Yes, we'll talk some racing shortly. Massive day of racing coming up tomorrow. But uh, Brownie, firstly, uh, are you surprised by Brett Ratton's departure from St Kilda? Oh, I absolutely am, Dwayne. And you're right. Um, usually things aren't kept... Uh, too quiet or uh, under wraps for uh, for this long, and um, it certainly caught the footy world by surprise. Um, I mean, the question that I will ask St Kilda board, and I'm sure all the St Kilda fans are asking, if if he was the right guy in July when you re-sign him for two years, why isn't he still the right guy three months later in October? It just doesn't make any sense. We've seen, you know, some really poor governance over the last month or so at, at Essendon and what's unfolded there and you just you just think that what goes on at football clubs that they can make these decisions. I know they had all the you know the the board commissioned a, a review and all those sort of things but gee whiz some things don't make sense. So here we are we're in a situation where obviously they've tried to explain their way through it at the press conference today. You can believe what you want to believe out of that press conference and try and read between the lines. But the bottom is, line is, Brownie, often we just don't know what's happening within the four walls of a footy club sometimes. And even sometimes it takes years and years to find out what is actually happening down there. Is there mediocrity, the one thing that is the highlight, the big red thing that's beeping and going off and letting us know 10th and 10th the last two years, uh, won three of their last, what, 11 games last year? Is it the mediocrity that, that got them through the trade period without anybody coming to the club, all that kind of stuff that they just had to put a stop to? Well, maybe, but I mean, we're talking about a footy club that, that has won one premiership in 150 years, so um, mediocrity is, is St Kilda's middle name. Um, and it's hardly like they've had a successful, you know, really successful era and they've fallen on hard times. This is a club that is, is a perennial battler. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't have thought a, a, a trade period of inactivity would be the reason for it. So I understand that in between the four walls, you know, sometimes reality is, is very different. But um, why, why re-sign a guy for two years if you're going to yeah. sack him three months later? Yeah, and uh, that's the big question, obviously, that continues to hover, even though they did try and answer it at the press conference earlier today. Um, who's next, Brownie, in the queue, do you think, for coaches 
Uh, who have you got? Um, a lot of people would like the romance of Ross Lyon coming back. That's probably a snowflake's chance at hell. Adam Uzo's missed out in a couple of jobs. Um, Leon Cameron's available. Don Pike may be gettable. Mark Williams would probably grab it in a heartbeat. Nathan Buckley's enjoying the media too much. Who you got? Yeah, so uh, they'd have to be down the track with someone. You know, you're not going to sack Brett Ratton without having a fair idea of who his replacement is going to be. I wouldn't have thought, but um, yeah, Adam Uze is probably the, the the new kid on the block that's been very very close on a couple of occasions. Everyone thought he had the the GWS job and. Uh, and that didn't eventuate. And um, I, I think, uh, you know, he's extremely well-respected in the industry. He's been at some good footy clubs. He's been close. Maybe this is the right fit for him. Um, you know, I, I personally don't like the romance of a, a former coach going back to a former club. I, I, I didn't think it would have fitted Essendon with James Hurd, and I don't think it'll fit with Ross Lyon at, at St Kilda. So I think it's it's time, um, you know, they, they got someone fresh, um, you know, straight out of the game and, and uh, can jump straight into it because it's an exciting list. Give us a winner for tomorrow, Brownie. Where do you want to start? Uh, is the Everest the biggest race in Australia now? Yeah, it's definitely the biggest race uh, in Australia and the biggest race of the, of the day tomorrow. I'm going to be a bit greedy. I'm going to give you four tips, Dwayne, okay. because there's a, there's a few short price favourites alike and there's a few at odds. So we're going to start... Um, We'll start at race uh, two at Caulfield. Nick Ryan's got a favour called Cap de Joy, which is about $2.10. It should be winning. It gets through the heavy deck. Damien Oliver's on board. Uh, race eight, number one, kiss on all four cheeks, $9. Really, really good each way play. Um, up in Sydney, Wayne Hawks thinks that his best chance is uh, race six, number seven, a horse called Remark, which won its, uh, its last couple, and it's absolutely flying. It's about $6. And in the Caulfield Cup, Montefilia, David Payne trains it. It ran fourth last year in the Caulfield Cup. Um, we know it'll run the trip. We know it'll get through the, the heavy conditions. It's uh, around about $20. I think it's a huge price and, and going to run a drum. And I'm all over nature's trip, uh, as all good judges should. It's the best horse in the country. Hasn't put a foot wrong. I think it'll be winning the Everest. Doesn't matter that it's drawn a poor barrier. So um, that's race six, number seven in Sydney. Race seven, number one in Sydney. Caulfield, race two, number 11. Race eight, number one. And in the Caulfield Cup, Montefilia. And I'd make sure I threw Chapada, the Mike Maroney trained runner, into the quaddy. It's 70 to one. I think it can run a cheeky race. Okay. And the Silver Eagle, before I let you go, you got anything uh, that you like in the Silver Eagle? Oh, not not so much, Dwayne. I think um, you know the, the the races I've mentioned are the ones that I really want to play in. Silver Eagle looks like it's going to be a cracking race, but uh, I couldn't separate a few of them, so I prefer to just sit that one out. Um, you know, Mr Mozart goes good, but uh, certainly so do a few others. Um, Chris Waller's got Waterford in that race as well, and uh, Espiona's a, a star, so pretty difficult. Great to have you, Brownie. I really appreciate you jumping on the line. We'll talk soon. We'll let you get back to your duties on SEN Track. Campbell Brown, Hawthorne Premiership star, former son, and SEN Track gun. Back to wrap up straight after the break. Great to have your company on Dwayne's Well. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Switch to Kogan Mobile for $2.90 for 30 days with 20 gig of data. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. 
been great to have you company on Dwayne's World. Thanks to everyone who took the time to send through a text or dial the number. Thanks to Werribee Kia, of course. You can drop down and see the team at Werribee Kia. David, Janan, Aid, Jim, the whole team at Werribee Kia. They would love to see you. So drop in. They've got a huge amount of new and used car stock at Werribee Kia. Werribee Kia awarded the prestigious National Kia Car Dealer of the Year Award. Werribee Kia, where else? Hope I read out enough of your texts as well on the 40 Winks Temper Text. You can check out the Temper range as well. T-E-M-P-U-R. Mattresses and pillows like no other. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. It's all there on the podcast, so if you want to have a listen back to the Dwayne's Ward podcast, any of the stuff we did today, including our chat with AFL Coach Association CEO Alistair Nicholson, it's all there on the podcast, so you can check it out. And I'm back Monday for Midday Madness, so I'm looking forward to your company for another week on this program. Please join me at Midday Monday. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.